Hey, money bosses. Today, I want to talk about improving the space we live in. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am Anna Sergunina, and I'm excited to talk about this topic because not only have I gotten time for myself to experience it, um, I also have been um, talking to clients a lot about this. And we all agree that pandemic has definitely put a lot more pressure on us in terms of the space we live in. And all I'm talking about here today are some ideas and thoughts around when and how you should be rethinking, right, remodeling, if that was something that you were contemplating um, about for a while. So we do know that demand is definitely huge for, um, for remodeling these days. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you would agree with this, but I started to notice shifts in our neighborhood right when we were, went into the lockdown uh, with the pandemic. So it was probably early April as I was walking around with Liam around the neighborhood and I keep seeing these uh, constructions going on and I kept wondering, well, well, you know, why are they, first of all, I was, I wondered why they were still going on because technically everybody was supposed to stay home and do nothing. And then later on, I, um, I, I understood that construction was considered to be an essential business. And so that's why the construction was never shut down <laughs> for the time being. But as, as the time went on, right, more and more of us spent time at home we certainly started to rethink the space we're in and our necessities. And then, of course, you know, thinking long term, because let's face it, uh, this pandemic isn't going anywhere, at least, um, or this virus, I should say, isn't going anywhere just yet. And who knows how long kids have to be homeschooled? Who knows how, mu- how much time we have to spend working from home? And so, yeah, this is all kind of coming together for everyone. But it's it's also real, real situation out there in the construction industry. Now, needless to say, Yuri and I have uh, gotten ourselves into this similar shoes um, and it really happened unexpectedly that we bought our home, not thinking that offer was going to get accepted. And so uh, we uh, bought a home that needed some remodel as well. Um, Never done a remodeling project on our own. I actually confess that I watched a little too much HDTV and figured that, you know, if they can do it that fast, we can do it that fast. Anyway, that story is here to stay and I'll tell it over time because the remodeling project isn't over. But I know for sure that these are the things that have been in demand, um, you know, around around home and, and what people are looking for. So kitchens, um, remodeling kitchens increased 40%. Additions like rooms, right, if you needed an additional room or bathrooms that increased by 52%. And check this out. I actually now realize why 
putting a new fence on our on our property is taking so long. It's like six to seven weeks to wait around for them to do the installation, which takes like a day, maybe a day and a half or two, the maximum. So the increase, right, or demand for these services, the security, fencing, installation, and all of that is 166%. I look up, looked up these statistics today uh, thinking about thinking about this topic. So it is crazy to see what's going on, right? Because it, I think it's just what is happening with all of us and us rethinking the space we live in, the space we work, where we spend our time with family, our kids go to school and things like that. So it's definitely driving the demand. But the tricky part is that, you know, we ha- when you look at the home improvement, you need to think about how do you maximize your return on investment, right? Because you want to spend money in the area that is going to yield the return for you when you're ready to sell it and not really overspending beyond, you know, what you should be paying for. So it's the question of where is this sweet spot? And I also looked up some statistics because I was curious. Now, I knew this from way back when, but um, according to Remodeling Magazine, and uh, so kitchens recoup about 62% of value, right? So if you spend whatever amount of money remodeling kitchens, um, they recoup about 62. Bathrooms are higher, about 67%. And then other things like windows, windows are 70%. So check this out. If you have old windows that are not only not that great looking anymore, but they're not energy efficient, that's probably one of the areas. Siding, right? So the, the, the way that your house looks, I always wondered, right? Because newer homes have wood siding versus stucco, 75%. Roofs. These are the top kind of uh, projects that cost a lot more money, but roof recoups about 68% of the cost. And the final one are for the decks. So for all of you out there who want more outdoor space and make your backyards livable, and this is the trend here in the Bay Area where um, a lot of folks are living in the city, don't have to be in the city anymore, it's costly, and they much more prefer to have um, a house with the backyard um, in the suburban area. So that's 75%. So there, here's some kind of ideas for you to where should you be thinking, right, in putting your dollars. Now, I know you have certain goals or demands on your house, right, or in the space you have because of the situation you're in. But again, if you're looking at this from the perspective of what makes the most financial sense, at least consider some of these things, right? And, and also, to a degree that you're doing a remodel, maybe a small cosmetic remodel makes, improves the space, um, but also, you know, if you're thinking about doing something more, more substantial, then it really comes down to this. It's planning, my friends. Now, I didn't spend a whole lot of time planning for our remodel. I mean, I did. I, I've done a lot of research. I, I've talked to contractors, several. I've gotten bids. I've looked online, right? But, um, you know, what do I know um, since I haven't done this before? So it's my first project to take to take on and... Here are some of the lessons I've learned. I'm sure not the first one. Um, I was just naive enough to think that it wouldn't apply to me when I started. Anyway, I'm talking about this from a happy point because I'm really excited with our remodel and things are coming together. It's just this. And let me share what I've what I've learned so far. So number one, it's gonna cost you more than, than, than you expected. I knew this going in, right? I really did. I just, I didn't wanna believe it. I wanted to think that we were going to stay on budget, even though we had a fixed contract with our with our contractor in terms of what he was going to 
uh, you know, remodel for us. And I've spent a lot of time going over all the details, laid it out for him and all of that. But we did have unexpected surprise. We um, weren't planning on replacing our um, HVAC. And we don't have, in California, a lot of older homes do not have um, ACs, right, or HVACs that are that are uh, wired for, for AC function. And we actually didn't want to spend another eight or $9,000 to add that functionality. So anyway, we had to, um, when we started to, we actually moved one of the walls. We took one wall down between the dining room and the kitchen and had to move some vents. And once we started to dig into that, the, the whole, the whole, the, the whole house and how it was, you know, all vented with the ducts and, and everything was just, was just not up to code because this was an older home. So that was one area where we spent more than expected, right? Everything else, every small, a few small increases that we added to the budget were really more of things we wanted to do just as we got going with the project and, and saw how things were evolving. So my tip is really plan to spend like 10%, maybe even 20% on top of your budget. Like I, I really had this, this thought like, okay, here's my budget. I had a contractor sign on the dotted line. I did, we are not spending any more money. And that was not the case. All right, so number two, it took longer than expected, okay? We have not yet met a deadline that my contractor proposed, or even I. And I, I would rewrite to-do to lists for the team, and I would come up with the deadlines, and they just have not been, have not been, been met. So we did still move into the house with, you know, with a lot of things not being finished, um, but we're still able to live there and continue. So my advice here, double your project timeline, like for real double, if not triple. Uh, and maybe this was just the experience I had with my contractor, but everybody has been telling me in the past that they're known uh, for that. So number three, don't let your emotions get in the way. I know this is a big one for sure, especially if you are doing it for the first time or there's something that you fell in love or idea you fell in love with, right? And that's what you see for yourself and there's nothing that's going to get in the way. So I've kind of been there. I wanted all of these things and uh, I just think that emotions are homeowner's worst enemy, right? The more emotional you are around your contractor, the more they're going to take advantage of you. And that's just how it works. Uh, at least I'm going to say about that. All right, number four, spend with the scope of the property value. And so what do I mean by that? When you're looking at the property value, right, whether it's your property valued at the moment, um, think about maybe putting parameters um, for yourself in terms of what this renovation is going to be. Because if you're going to spend quite a bit, you need to be considerate of what, what is this the payoff, right, if any, from you do, for you to do all of these improvements. Now, I've read various statistics, and um, one that really stands out is something like 10% of your home value, right? Otherwise, you're starting to get in the uh, space of over-improving and potentially, right, we talked about those various areas in the house that when you improve could help you uh, actually, right, recoup some of the costs. So when you get to spend a little more than that, and I don't know what the, that threshold is, and I think it also depends on the neighborhoods and where you are at. I feel like in the Bay Area, it's it's just crazy ridiculous. And so there's so much demand that it, it probably makes sense for, for spending a little extra money. But Ten um, percent is kind of a, your uh, you know target for thinking. All right, what is my budget? If even if it's going to get to that, right? So let's say my property is valued at a million dollars, 
then your budget probably should be a hundred thousand um, or so. So that's one metric. I actually didn't think about that um, going into it because I wanted to improve the areas that I knew in the house were going to really matter to us as a family. So like we did a kitchen remodel and opened up the wall to have kind of like this big open space. And we did bathroom. We actually added a second bathroom and everybody knows that that's definitely one of the things that improves the value of the house, but also functionality. I was looking for functional house that we could buy fairly inexpensively um, and put in some labor of love um, and, and made it work for us. And my number five suggestion for you here is to lower your expectation, okay? It is definitely emotional. It is definitely a lot of, a lot of work. And we got lucky because we had the time, very short time. It was really, literally two months to uh, complete the renovation inside and we were not living there. Uh, so I don't know if you're lucky enough to have that kind of a transition, especially now with the COVID. I know folks are living in their homes, working from there, homeschooling their kids, and on top of all of this is do doing a remodel. So maybe consider taking some time away from your property because um, you, you know your mental health is important and you just got to go in with this idea that it's going to take 50% longer. Right? Like I said, double your timeline. It's probably going to cost you 20, 30, if not 50% more. Um, because especially now, the demands on contractors' time is crazy. Everyone wants to do these projects. So there's just there's the, no need to give yourself, uh, you know, wrong expectations. And so it's supposed to be a pleasant, right, process uh, once you're done with it. Not going into it, not going through it, but once you're done with it, because you're doing something that's exciting and hopefully, right? And I'm really talking about this scenario for those who want to improve the space they're living in, not necessarily, you know, the situations where you flip a home and, and you make a profit on it, although you could, there's definitely a lot of that. No. So if any of this sounds to you like crazy idea and it's just not feasible for your time um, or money, then you probably need to think about buying a home that already has a lot of these upgrades. Now, it's, um, it's also looking at the timeline, right, and what's available. But uh, for those of you kind of thinking about that, um, here are some of, the, some of the ideas I had and experiences so far. So my, uh, my goal is, that, is this, we're still not done with our remodel, but I really, really hope that in the next couple of weeks, and I should probably say uh, to remind myself that that's really probably not an uh, official deadline, but in the next month or so, like I really want to be done by Thanksgiving. Like if we're going to have family come over and, and spend Thanksgiving with us, like there's no more little projects are, uh, are going to be left over in the, in, in the house. And I am more of a person that pays attention to a lot of detail. So I think my contractor did not know that going in. Um, and so I really go after him for a lot of that little stuff. And the big stuff is, is done for sure, but that's the part that takes the longest. And in my mind, the project is not complete until it's complete. So that's where I'm at with this. I'll share more of um, how, we, you know, how we did it and what we're, what we're looking at in terms of um, the, final, the final home that we're going to stay in for a while. <laughs> that's the goal. But share with me, what are you doing what kind of ideas you have? How are you improving your space um, in, in the times that we're in? Because I don't think a lot of us are going back to work uh, for a while. And actually, I heard something, uh, something interesting on the podcast the other day that uh, I think Microsoft has instituted a work from home permanent policy. So a lot of folks 
could actually work from home or choose not to go to the office, but I know it does come with the pay cut. So that's what I've got for you today. And my friends, remember, until the next time, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.